lifestyle, your lifestyle. I'm trying to kick it with you right now, right now. It's the lifestyle, your lifestyle. I'm trying to ball up with you right now, right now. I'm chilling with What's going on, travelers? It's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I had to show a little bit of, of love to Jack Harlow real quick. He's going mighty, mighty hard for Louisville, Kentucky. You know, that's near and dear to my heart here. And do you know what today is? It's the 100th episode of The Travel Guys, and I just want to take this opportunity to thank y'all for rocking with us for the first hundred we are eagerly looking forward to the second hundred thank y'all for listening thank y'all for subscribing thank y'all for the feedback thank y'all for the the five-star rating on apple podcast thank y'all for the hundred reviews that are up there now we're definitely looking forward to getting some more i want to take this chance to remind you if you are listening to the travel guides and you have not subscribed please do so this helps us rise in the rankings when people are searching for travel podcasts and when you leave a review then that also helps us helps our search results so much appreciated but you guys you guys have listened not only on apple Podcasts but on spotify on stitcher and everywhere else where we're listed and i just want to say thank y'all for that as mentioned you know we do this for the listeners. We do this so people can see the world and can explore and can take advantage of a broadened perspective. And if we can do a, a little part in easing the stress around the money that it takes to do so, the time that you have to allocate to do it, or any fear that you will have, then that's what that's what we we're aiming to do. So thank y'all again for rocking with us. And we can't wait to bring y'all more content. Cheers. To the other hundred, I got I got my my little uh, supplemental shake. Not not protein, but I got my BCAs, my apple cider vinegar. Thank y'all for everybody who shamed me for getting the the salad dressing kind and not the organic before. But I got the brag, so we all good with the mother in it. And then I also throw a little a little glutamine in there as well, you know, just to just to supplement the fitness a little bit. You know, we're trying to get those amino acids working. Neither here nor there. I want to tell y'all what. Uh, it's something very annoying that I just had to do. So a couple, well, actually, it was a while ago. Uh, a few months ago, I was in Miami. I did not know where I was within Miami. I was going, uh, I had a work meeting down there. So I'm pulled up to a stoplight, excuse me, and I realize that I'm in a turning lane and I need to go straight. So I look back and I see the car. Um, they don't look like they're paying attention. I try to wave at them. They don't they don't pay attention. So I turn my flasher on that I'm going to be uh, cutting, coming over in front of them before the before the light light turns. I get in front of them. I drive. Seems pretty, pretty regular, pretty mundane, right? But there was a cop pull, uh, well, uh, actually a school of cops. (laughs) So it was was a strong, like five or six of them, just off to the right of the road, flagging people down. And now that I I think of it, it wasn't even like the, the end of the month. It was, it was actually the beginning of the month. So I guess they were just trying to get a, a, a quick start. However, he pulled me in, told me that I was driving recklessly or carelessly. Either way, I did not, Agree. One, because I was very much in control of the situation. <laughs> I think this is something that I know has happened to me several times, and I've done it several times as well. Um, and it's also, I was also very, I also didn't know where I was. So I was really just trying to like navigate 
my surroundings. It was also just an innocent mistake. So, but he gave me a a ticket. Uh, it was two hundred dollars. I will never see again. And then I registered to take traffic school. And there's been a lot of things that have changed. <laughs> Definitely from when I took driver's ed 15 years ago, but also from the perspective of like the last time I was in traffic school. And I think the last time I, I did, not even when I was in traffic school, when I got my Illinois license, there's just been a lot of stuff that's changed. And I wanted to share a couple of those with you. A couple of things that were most striking. First, I know that we went from, we started out 10 and 2. 10 and 2 was the, that was the clock alignment where your hands needed to mimic. Then it shifted to 9 and 3. So giving you a little bit more of a, a parallel type of situation where you can, as it was taught to us, you could go 180 with the steering wheel real quick if somebody's driving wild and you got to swerve real quick it's actually helped me a couple times now they're calling for eight and four saying that you it's a it's more of a power position because your arms are closer into your torso so you have more control over the wheel and i feel like having control over the wheels what they always say however this mimics kind of how I feel about these new fad, these superfoods and like all this stuff, because I remember once upon a time when vegetable oil was like really good for you. And now people talk about it being like toxic. And then it was olive oil, which I have stuck with. I love olive oil, extra virgin me up. You know, I'm all, I'm all with it. But then I remember coconut oil came on the scene. They were like, you're still using olive oil. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? And it's just like, how, y'all were just raving about this. Like, how could it be bad now? And now I don't know, avocado oil or whatever. Or I don't know. All I know is I'm going to do what works for me <laughs> because at one point, it was working for everybody, and then folk jumped ship, you know. But I just, I'm not here for the fads, baby. I'm here for keepsies. So I'm a 9-3 and three guy, but technically 8-4 and four is supposed to be the way to go. The second thing, I don't sleep much, just as a whole. I stay awake a lot. I, I'm a, I stay up late. I wake up early. I, and I don't really set alarm clocks because I know that my body's waking up. Five to six hours. Pretty much, pretty much like clockwork, no pun intended. However, they are saying that if you have been awake for 18 hours straight and then you go drive, that is the equivalent to having a BAC of 0.07, basically at the legal limit, which is wild. And I always knew that when you were sleepy, that was the equivalent to being drunk or a similar effect from on your body. However, I think to have it quantified in a similar context, it was jarring. But I get it. I definitely get it because I definitely have driven when I've been awake for 18, sometimes longer hours. And you are like, you are really like, you can't even, you, you're really trying to keep your wits about you. So I will likely not be doing that anymore <laughs> unless out of necessity. And then the thing that was most jarring, but also not like super surprising, I guess. So not jarring for, but if you have been awake for 24 hours and you drive, you are legally, you, that is the equivalent to being over the legal limit because that is the equivalent of having a BAC of 0.1. So the more, you know. 
Okay, so next up, I actually, uh, I have recently, I used to be, like, really, really on Twitter, like, heavy, heavy, heavy. And then when Instagram started popping, then I just kind of, like, weaned myself off of Twitter to the point where I was tweeting, like, probably, like, I don't know, four times a year or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. But it just wasn't. So, but I have found my way back. I have found my way back. The prodigal son has returned. And Twitter just really brings me a lot of, a lot of joy. It, I mean, I have, was in stitches about five times that first day when I was like really back. And that was like my predominant social media channel. And, you know, just kind of bucking the system because, you know, us as millennials, we are we have one and our, our lead is typically we have one and our lead is Instagram based on based on the data. However, you know. I, Twitter just it just kept on rocking. So, you know, I'm I'm back. I'm back on Twitter, but the the I saw a wild wild video the other <laughs> the other day. And for context, I got a few homegirls that are flight attendants and whatnot and they try to put me on game, but I have always heard about not like whenever they're like, "Well, what what are you drinking?" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm getting the coffee or tea, like they always turn their face up, and I could never really understand why. And and then, but I it did, I was like, wow, something's obviously wrong with it. So I'm just not gonna get coffee or tea on the on the plane. But I, I used to try to like think through like if it was tasting weird and like just really like you know looking inward to understand what was going on. But this video, I mean, very very clearly lays it out for you. So I want y'all to I want y'all to take a listen to this. I could get this thing to work. Come on, man. I might want to think about ordering something other than coffee or tea. We went to Air Hollywood and met up with flight attendant Jamila Hardwick, who says her colleagues never Shout order more beverages when they fly. The thing about the coffee and the tea is that the pipes are rarely cleaned. Airlines Gross. are only required to disinfect and flush the water tanks four times a year. Another secret, why you shouldn't ask a flight attendant to help you store your luggage. We do not get paid until the boarding door is closed. If we put that bag in the bin and we get hurt, we do not get to write it off as an on-job injury. That's wild. This dirty little secret about blankets and pillows. Bring your own. These get washed, but we're not sure how great they get washed, right? Same for the pillows. They will take the lining off the pillow and put a new one. But you still have the pillow that's in there that's dirty. And speaking of germs, our flight attendant says that everything you've heard about your tray table is true. Oh my gosh, this is disgusting. <coughs> the cleaners come on, they don't have time to wipe down every individual tray. So it's best, wet ones. Please bring them on, please clean off your trays before you put anything on here. An airline industry spokesperson tells Inside Edition the safety of passengers is the number one priority, and that includes providing clean drinking water and cabins. Finally, this flight attendant says a little kindness goes a long way. <laughs> we are more likely to help you find a better seat if you're nice to us. <laughs> and maybe get an extra drink or something? Maybe an extra drink. Or I definitely need an extra drink. That junk was wild, bro. Like, that had me... That had me not not super crazy, I guess, like not beyond the realm of possibility. So like with starting with the with the water, so like with the uh, yeah with the pipes, that's gross. Like <laughs> they need to get that together. But yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, you know words to the wise. Don't 
don't be ordering your coffee or your tea unless you just don't care or you believe in you know that rust helps to build the immune system whatever i don't know but the the second thing that i that that is kind of wild to me is the fact that if they got hurt before the that's not funny at all but if they got hurt before um the flight takes off that that the airline was just like say la vie like that is why i'm surprised that legally that that's something that they that they can do um but i mean i don't know it's 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 crazy that's just crazy to even think about um y'all are y'all are fool if y'all using those pillows because i haven't seen many and many a person stuff them stuff those pillows down the back of their pants uh, you know, for lumbar support and all that stuff. So I kindly kicked those things under the under the seat in front. No shade, but I'm not using that. That's and it. then I'm definitely only using a blanket if it comes out of a package. Those probably aren't safe either, but who knows? Who knows? I also steal those pretty regularly <laughs> as well. So whenever I have house guests or something, I do donate. I donate some of them as well. And I did get uh, recently somewhat shamed on Instagram for all the toiletries that I jacked from not even jacked because I've paid for it with the room. It is uh, an included cost, but I will take everything. Every day, I will clean the vanity. <laughs> they will come in. They will replenish it. I need all the soaps, all the shampoos, conditioners, and lotions. Got to stay moisturized out here, you know. So, but yeah, that I, that is just, that's, that's wild. Right, so don't use the the pillows and definitely don't use the blankets if they don't if they're not coming out of the package um and also like the 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 countertops those are definitely filthy you can usually see somebody who had a sticky kid uh you know sitting there before before you so i mean that's that's why you definitely need the wet ones keep them on there wet ones holla at me we can definitely uh you know you got to keep those on deck and then lastly the kindness absolutely goes a long way and I'm rambling, but the fact of the matter is that video was wild to me. Uh, and just just stay woke out here in this in these in these airline streets. Okay, that's what I, that's my wish for you. That's what I want. So before we get into the topic for today, which will be Dublin, and what we're doing for for the lineup is, I mentioned earlier that I in a, in uh, the last episode that you know I opened it up really wanted to make sure that the listeners were informing what areas we're reporting on, what areas we're previewing. And so I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold true to that. So like all of them from now, from, from now on will be for, I don't even know how many, it was like 30 some odd submissions. So probably like the next, in reality, probably like the next 15 episodes. We're definitely going to cut for the mini, the, the Thanksgiving trip mini series. We have decided on Australia and New Zealand. We're definitely, we're about to book that here pretty soon. So if y'all are going to be out there, holla at me, pull up. Uh, definitely, you know, the more the merrier. We're looking, looking forward to, I want to surf. I have not surfed ever and I've always wanted to, but I also know there are sharks out there. So I'm really not trying to come up and close, up close and personal. With a, with a shark. However, I do want to surf. I do want to see a koala. And I would love to see a, a quokka as well. But I'm not sure if I'll be able to, to get over there to Perth um, where they are indigenous to. But also the wallabies. Shout out to Rocco. Definitely want to see that. I just, I'm just really excited to get it. This is like just a dope time. I always relish this trip just because I can truly like unplug and just kind of like be which is which is awesome and it's something that i don't get to do a lot so i'm really looking forward to that really looking forward to that so 
Dublin. Definitely going to be talking about Dublin. The first time that I visited Dublin was in the, on the Thanksgiving trip in 2017. That was a trip where we also traveled to London and Brussels. Had muscles in Brussels for for Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving dinner, and that was just a that was a that was all in all that was just an awesome trip. Like I've already I've raved previously about how much I enjoyed London and and loved that, and that was honestly. Um, one of the first times when we had other people outside of our crew that we were meeting up with as well. So that was all that was also dope. And so it started to to expand. But that trip as a whole was was dope. And Lon- while London, there was a very clear ranking where London came first as the as just the everyone's unanimous number one stop on that trip. And then at a very solid number two was Dublin. And then bringing up the rear was, was Brussels. Brussels was really kind of a, a snoozer. Uh, it was just like you could, you could do Brussels in, in a day, I would say, like a day or two. Like I would love to, to do Brussels on like a stopover where I'm there for seven hours. You can go to, you can, you can go to Grand Place. You can go to Delirium in their little beer district. And then you're you're kind of good <laughs> to be all to be all the way honest. Like you're kind you're kind of straight. You could you could you could ride out after that. But Dublin was was very cool. It was a uh, it was it's very culture rich, and there's honestly a lot of Ireland to see. So like I don't think that you can necessarily go. There are some areas where you can go where you're like, okay, I've been I've been there. I've been to the main city, therefore I've been to the country and I feel like I'm I'm pretty solid here. I'll use like Chicago, not I mean, kind of errantly, but you go I, I for the longest when I was growing up, I thought Chicago was Illinois. Like and then when I actually went to Chicago, I'm traveling through cornfields and seeing wind turbines and all that stuff. And then out of these cornfields is this striking metropolis that is off into the distance. And that is you know, I, but if you go to Chicago, you're like, well, I, I'm good. Like, I, I I can check Illinois off the list. That is not how Dublin is with Ireland. However, Dublin is super rich and will give you a good taste of the culture. We definitely that was the getting a taste of the culture is always at the top of my personal list. And so we were doing things just kind of for the sake of doing them. <laughs> so most notably, what stands out is we watched. We, so we the the area where we were staying in in Sandy Mount, which is I'll mention that a little later as well. But that hotel had it just had a, a ton of rugby fans in, and it was right down the street from the actual rugby stadium. So rugby was top of mind. So from the first time when we arrived that night. So we definitely we watched a rugby game. We ju- jumped into a, an Irish pub, a traditional Irish pub, watched rugby and had, you know, in Ireland, they've got those those hearty meals like the bangers and mash, the Irish stew. So it's a working man's town, working woman's town. And and we so we had one of those meals. I think I had bangers and mash and, and Dee Brown, who was there with me, had had the Irish stew. And then we had Guinness as well. So you have like three things that are, are kind of inherent. I guess four of you include the rugby, like in the mix of just things where it's like, okay, cool. Like we're, you know, we're getting a, we're doing, we're, you know, we're having a, we're getting a taste of the culture. I guess it'd be similar to like, I don't know, being in, in New York and having some New York style pizza while 
you know, waving your hand to somebody and hailing a cab or something. I don't know. You know, you get what I'm saying. Very stereotypical, like must do check them off the list items for Ireland. And, you know, but I'll just run them down, run down the list because we we definitely made our way through a lot of things, but we did not do everything because we were only there for a couple days. I think we were there for two and a half days previously. So some of the things we did, and then I will let you all know from an attraction standpoint where we didn't. And, you know, I'm, I'm just researching the other items. They were oh, they were on our list, but we didn't get a chance to do them. And so I have looked into them more deeply to give you all the information that you might find valuable. So in speaking to Guinness, Guinness does have a a tour, a brewery tour that starts out that starts out at 18 euro. We did not get a chance to do that. It be it ended up being like an either or between that or the Jameson distillery on Bow Street and well I love whiskey. So, you know, so be it. We went to we went to Jameson instead. But the I hear I get rave reviews. The the Guinness Brewery gets rave reviews for their tour, Irish brewing history, breathtaking bar, apparently like on the rooftop, which is, you know, is overlooking the city. So I you know that's dope. But as mentioned, we did the Jameson distillery on uh the Bow Street experience. I believe there are two, and it was awesome. And it starts off, it was about 24 euro when we went. Well worth it. Well worth it. So they're giving you, they're taking you through the history of Jameson and, and then explaining to you how it's made. They also give you a tasting so you can tell the difference between bourbon, Irish whiskey, scotch, etc. Like they give you, like they run you through... The, the gamut and then they walk you and this after they walk you into like a simulated brewing situation and so this is just I'm, I'm fascinated with with these with with beverage but you understand how closely related beer and whiskeys are and where one goes with like they both originate in a mash or move to a mash and then one goes in the still the whiskey goes in the still and then the beer goes into the kettle and but there but the processes up to that point are just super similar so it's interesting to see how it all leads into the fermentation process i don't know i may have just nerded out a little bit but that was just really interesting to me and i enjoyed it so i would definitely and then obviously like they're they're feeding you whiskey as well <laughs> and their gift shop is pretty dope I ended up snagging a couple things for myself and then also for my pops for so great for Christmas shopping as well. If you are over there during that time, we also wandered about. So the historic St. Patrick's Cathedral is really awesome to see. And obviously the architecture is a recurring theme throughout Europe, wherever you go. And that typically manifests itself within cathedral construction this is no different it was it was really awesome to see we were able to go inside um and then one of the probably one of the most memorable areas that we went to because it was just kind of off of the beaten path i'm not a huge like botanical garden type of guy where um you know you just like are in a park <laughs> basically but you know sometimes they are really scenic my push is that they are all very similar, which is probably not fair, but it's how I feel. But we went to St. Stephen's Green, and it was 
a must-see, called out as a must-see by a few people who I trust and and people who I learned to trust while I was while I was over there. And so we went there and it is just a, a really awesome landscape. And there are a lot of people. I mean, it is it is a park, but it is a very lush park that has um, you know there there are a lot of people that are that are there. So you can there's some interesting people watching, but it's also just very beautiful scenery. So and it's, it's tranquil, it's relaxing. So you can go there, and we just spent a little bit of time there prior to going to eat on that night, and. It was pretty awesome. Got some good pictures as well. So for those of you who are trying to, you know, do it for the gram real quick, you can definitely get some shots off in St. Stephen's Green. And then for from a nightlife standpoint, this was really interesting for me personally. So, you know, we get to a new place. We look up where the strips are or try to ask around and figure out just where like just put us in the just put us in the vicinity. Just put us in the area where fun thing where fun may be occurring and then let us figure it out. We can make friends and figure out where to go from there, or you know, we can go into the places that were suggested or whatever. You get it. This was so Harcourt Street was the was the main strip. That was where we that was where they had all their all their bars and we, you know, went in there, had a good time. And as I mentioned before, we were coming from Brussels, which was underwhelming. However, Delirium was really fun. Like there were there were there were some cool spots in Brussels because you know it's a beer drinking it's a beer drinking city and a beer drinking country. You know, by and large with with Belgium, but it was just a really it was it was fun to go out out there. So then we go to Dublin, and when we're on Harcourt Street. First, there are pubs all over the place. And they all have that that dive bar fear feel if that's your if that's your your jam. Um, actually, excuse me, let me take that back. Not all of them do. There were some clubs because we went in there as well. But I have never felt older. <laughs> and this was this was years ago. And I mentioned I was in you know driver's ed. You, I think I said like like 14, 15 years ago. So, but it, the fact that like the drinking age out there is eighteen, like there are children that are in the that are in the spot. And it was just not, it was just not the wave. It was not the wave at all. Like, I just, I couldn't really get down. But, you know, there were drinks and we drunk them, got drunk. Shout out to T-Pain. But <laughs> it was, I don't know, it was it was cool. Going out was more, was more fun when we were in the pubs as opposed to when we were, like, out at the clubs, bars. So... But I did look at I did look it up because we were there a few years ago and or I guess two years ago and things have changed since then obviously so they do have some some rooftops that are available which I feel like automatically expose you to a more mature audience and the one that popped most was the Marker Hotel so and I looked at some pictures it looks it looks pretty awesome so I would encourage you guys to to take a look at that as well. And then also Grafton and Henry Streets are really great for shopping. So I am not someone who goes abroad to go shopping because I'd like to come back with what I left. However, unless I can ship it to myself, but that's just because I don't like excess excessive stuff, especially since my bag <laughs> broke on La Ramblas in Barcelona. Um, when I traveled there and I was forced to carry my second bag like a baby. 
through the streets, which was super, super annoying. So I tried to streamline what I what I bring. However, Grafton and Henry's has the shopping for you. So, you know, go nuts. As I mentioned, we were only there for a few days, so we did not get to do everything. However, I touched base with the crazy tourist, so shout, I want to shout him out and to for the other must-see attractions. So the Spire of Dublin, which is more so you know, just an architectural must see when you're, when you're there. And I actually think that we did see it. We, I I remember not knowing what it was, but we definitely didn't like intend on, on going to see it. So that just something to, to keep in mind there. Dublin castle, Dublin castle is 11 acres wide. It, it encapsulates multiple museums that you can explore. Seems like a really, a really dope, um, you know, Historic, historical landmark that you're a historical attraction where you can get lost and spend an afternoon. So definitely check that out for all you history buffs. The legendary Trinity College Library. So this is still in that that nerd lane. If you like to, you know, go ahead and get your get your knowledge on and and uh, and build that. But this is a historic library that only. The front portion, I believe, is open to the public because in the for the back you have to be a student. You have to be like in in enrolled in. You have to be enrolled in school. In school, you have to be a student there. So, but in that in that front uh, in that front room, you have it has stacks that go all the way up to this from this, to the ceiling. It looks similar to a like a, a church library mashup, but definitely like a very old Harry Potter type of feel on the inside. I know some of y'all just got excited with the drop with that Harry Potter drop. Um, however, the thing that is most notable about this library is that it's the home of is home to the Book of Kells, which is a thousand year old manuscript that actually contains all four gospels. And so it's illuminated and encased so you can see it. But that's got to be pretty cool to to see as well. And if I go back over there, I will definitely be making that stop. Next up is the Dublin Zoo. And I know before, I know some of y'all probably turned y'all faces up at it, but because I know people have very specific feelings about zoos. Now, I myself, I think I've mentioned before, I'm not like, I'm not Steve Irwin when it comes to animals where I just, you know, love them and have to be around them. However, animal folks, dog folks specifically, (laughs) so I'm talking to a lot of y'all, Dog folks will ask you, do you like dogs? And if you hesitate for a microsecond, then they really think that you are out here kicking puppies in the street. And that is not the case at all. No, no one is Ron Burgundying Baxter. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. That is not what's going on. However, as I did mention when I was in Egypt and we were, we were riding camelback, you know, that was the, that was one of the, uh, one of the first times that I felt like overwhelming empathy and well, not even empathy, just sympathy for, for these poor animals who are getting whipped and, you know, are visibly marked up. And I think that was just the first time that I paid attention that closely, you know, cause, cause you're, you're seeing it and they just, I, I always hate when people try to personify animals. However, like this was, you could, you could see, how unhappy they were and you could you could see like the like the pain and the anguish you know like they were just tired and and they just weren't being taken care of well and 
know. That just always that just always stuck with me because it was a very poignant feeling that I had where I was just like, man, it's like this sucks. They should not do that. Um, but I can't be. You know, I, I say that from a place of a, a person who had already paid his money and was doing it when I came to this realization and, you know, couldn't stop in the middle of it. So I guess I'm part of the problem in that regard. However, I try to limit my I will try to limit those in the in the future with like the I know animal the elephant rides are, are real big in Southeast Asia and whatnot and with the, with like the tigers and all that stuff. So, you know, just something to be to be aware of. You That's something you have to work through with your own with your own conscious obviously that's not something you know being able to interact with those types of animals that should be in the wild is not something that we get to do every day and it is kind of cool to see to see them up close however obviously you have to weigh that with the with the way that they're being treated and should we be face to face with them i guess it's kind of like the the question that was a long tangent to introduce the Dublin Zoo. And I said all of that to say they call out that the animals are very well cared for with spacious habitats and plenty of room to roam in the Dublin Zoo. I saw a picture of a very cute red panda. I wonder if they're, they're vicious because I know that like honey badgers are vicious and they are small. I think they're cute creatures. And then koalas are also very vicious. I don't know if y'all have ever seen <laughs> two koalas fight, but you should. <laughs> it's very perplexing. I would encourage you. It's all on YouTube, so you know, have at it. But yeah, the red panda, whatever. It looked beautiful. It looks like a beautiful animal. I would love to see one up close. So they apparently are at the Dublin Zoo. There you go. It is also. Came, it also came highly recommended to take a day trip to the Cliffs of Moore. And I will be honest, this looked, this view looked breathtaking. It would be a day trip from Dublin, cost between 15 and 40 euro. But, and I, I truly wish that I would have gone because the look, the view over these cliffs are, is, I mean, it is, is gorgeous. They are gorgeous, man. And it's just like, I really feel like my subject verb. alignment agreement has been off today and i don't know what it is i think my my words ain't working good today and I, that is a that is a joke i understand my words are not working well today however that is that is how how i feel anyways yes the cliffs of more very dope situation you should definitely go and check that out and i think those are those are the top those are the heavy hitters as far as as far as attractions go and kind of span the gamut right like if you want some type of experiential uh touring type of situation that's like fun get you drunk ish hey have some drinks i should say then you can do guinness and and jamie you know for a little culture you can go to uh saint patrick's cathedral you can go to dublin castle you can go to the to the library for animals you can go to the zoo you can check that out if it is repulsive you can bounce and then for like for the scenery and for like the tranquility, you can go to the Cliffs of Moore and you can go to St. or you can go to St. Stephen's Green. I guess and you can go to St. Stephen's Green because it's not it's not a they're not mutually exclusive. So moving on. So hopefully y'all feel good about that. Y'all feel good. OK, cool. I feel good. We good. We good. So next up is the flight. 
so I <laughs> I have to apologize to y'all because I think when because during the Paris episode I was saying like you know it could be you could hit a lick and it would be a stack and it, and there and which is true which is very true and I have seen prices escalate to twelve thirteen as high as fifteen however as soon as soon as I finished recording and posted that episode I just googled just for like just for fun like. What? How much? How much would it be to go over there? Part, partially because I don't know where I'm going for New Year's, and I just want to go somewhere random, but somewhere that's like economical. And I looked from Miami to Paris, and it was over Thanksgiving weekend, and it was like, it was like six hundred bucks. <laughs> like it was, it was dumb cheap. So I wanted to, and that was using Google Flights. So I, that's I just wanted to uh, to validate it with like a a real time example. So that is what I've done for Dublin. And very similarly, looking over Thanksgiving, I found prices ranging from 500 to 700. It could be cheaper as Paris showed us. So you just have to you just have to monitor. Set your alerts. Set your alerts and be ready, you know. Keep your eyes peeled, keep your credit cards ready. Glitch season is all seasons. So, but yeah, you it's pretty economical to get over there and as we mentioned but previously, like once you get over to Europe, once you get over to a destination in Europe, it's really easy to navigate. So, you know, just go ahead and, and cut loose, you know, book a 10-day book a 10-day trip and then just figure it out once you get over there, you know. You can take the take the rail, take the Eurorail pretty much anywhere and you know, do your thing. Do your thing, navigate your trip or map out your trip and then, you know, go ahead and navigate it. From lodging, from a lodging standpoint, so I, as as I mentioned before, typically I like to stay in city center just because you're in the mix of everything. We ended up staying a little bit on the on the outside of of Dublin, so we weren't in city center, but we also weren't super far. But it was a seaside residential area. That's and uh, as I mentioned, I dropped the name of the hotel previously, the Sandy Mount Hotel. Very nice spacious room, very clean. It was it was all good. I think it was like a four star hotel. Um, but it was pretty easy to navigate to get into the city. So we didn't have any issues. You know, it, Europe specifically is among other other areas is super modern. So you can get around with with Ubers and cabs and rails and buses. And it's very similar to the to the U.S. It's just more so just understanding, doing a, doing a little research and, and, and making sure that you have the mode of transportation that is best is most suitable for you. But all in all, I definitely enjoyed Dublin. I I would go again. I don't know if I would stay for. I would stay for a couple of days. I think there was enough of the of that stuff that I didn't do. I didn't get to go to Guinness. I didn't get to go to the Dublin Castle or the library. And I really really want to go to the Cliffs of Moher. So I think that would that would be. I could fill up a couple a couple days and then just go to the non eighteen year old part of. Uh, you know, the nightlife so that I can be with age appropriate folks enjoying cold beer or whiskey. I guess it wouldn't the whiskey wouldn't have to be cold, although I do like mine with rocks. But, you know, need is always good, too. No way you can really taste the taste the liquid. But, yeah, so thank you all for tuning in and thank you all for listening. 
to another episode of the Travel Guides. As always, please follow us on on Instagram. I always say social media, but I mean Instagram. I think you can figure that out, but I do mean Instagram. At the Travel Guides, at GQ50, at Y-E-S-S-U-R-O-7, Yezer. And if you have not already, please subscribe to the show, to the Travel Guides. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere, you know? And once you do that, give us a review. Let the people know how you feel about the show. Especially if the Travel Guides have been a blessing to you. You know, you got you to let the people know. Your word of mouth is powerful. It is very powerful. So tell a friend in person as well, if you don't mind. That would be a huge favor. So, you know, that pretty much brings us to another episode of the Travel Guides. As I mentioned before, thank you so much for rocking with us for the first hundred, hundred episodes. And we definitely look forward to spending the next hundred with you. And remember... Your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.